Welcome to Pathless Podcast. Welcome back to the Pathless Podcast. Uh, we are a 5e podcast where we actually play D&D and we compare things to Pathfinder. I had meant to make an apology on our last episode. So this is relating to episode two. Uh, I did not fully read that the wolves should have had trip. So if you didn't listen to that, then I don't need to apologize to you because you obviously don't care. But if you did listen to it, this is me making up for it. The wolves should have tripped. And I also just want to complain to everyone out there that the DMG came out last. So we had the player's handbook and the monster manual. And the list of creatures by CR is in the DMG. The how to build an encounter correctly is in the DMG. So when I built the encounter, I didn't know that wizards made up a bunch of new fancy rules and calculations, which is probably the most complicated thing I've seen in 5e so far about how to build encounters, and I may have put our player characters against a brutal level encounter by doing that. So, <laughs> it was good that I took the trip out, or it would have actually been brutal, and a brutal level encounter normally leads to at least one to two dead uh, pet members. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I just want to apologize for that. So everyone knows if you're going to get into 5e, you have to buy the DMG. I think they related uh, released a digital download for the Monsters by CR. Not that that's a big deal, but, like, they put it in the DMG instead of the Monster Manual, so... There's that, um, and I'm glad that we have that out. So last time on the Pathless Podcast. All right. Uh, so last time we still have um, Rita stuck on top of a building that a certain Dragonborn member, uh, not naming any names, uh, bent the metal spokes. So now that um, Notch is carrying a, what is it, what are they called, acetine torches? Yeah. It's it's carrying a big propane tank. Yeah. the on page 176 of the PHB, there is a lifting and carrying section. That's what we took a break to look at. Um, the carrying capacity is your strength uh, score multiplied by 15. So his uh, is nine. So his carrying capacity would be math on the fly is what like 154. 50. It's we'll go by with that. five. Okay. Um, and the push drag and lift is 30 times your strength score. So, um, he can push, uh, 270 pounds. We're pretty sure it's got wheels or something like that on it. Yeah. Cause you know, it's a, uh, supposed to be portable. So we'll can pick it up from there. Okay. So now that we have that information, I did say that the thing was probably anywhere between 500 to a thousand pounds. Yeah. So with the wheels, you're struggling. Yep. And, uh, it's going to take you that much longer to get out to everyone. Mm-hmm. And once you finally get out the front door, you are dealing with grass and dirt. Hopefully and there's some stairs. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll cut out any ideas of stairs for you. And, uh, yeah, you, uh, you get off this, you know, uh, you know, stone floor and found, find yourself trying to push and you can no longer push as you reach the grass. Yeah. Do I see any of these guys? No, you're in the front of the building and they're still all hiding in the back as far as I know. So there's the front where the entrance is, and then all the way around the back is where Rita's elevator is to get up to her classroom. Gotcha. Uh, sir, can you uh, assist me? To the metal guy? Yeah, uh, so he, he looks down at the thing, and then up at you. Huh. We've never taken these out of the metalworking room before. I didn't think of that. I don't know how we're going to get it around back. Well, you probably get it over the grass easier than I could. All right. So he comes around back and tries to help you push. 
And as you guys push, you push the front wheels into the ground more. Great. So they're like now submerged in the dirt. I don't suppose the guy's torch is still going because I believe last time no, he, he was there. still holding his torch up like this as they were walking down the hall. <laughs> yeah, he was holding it, but it wasn't lit. He, okay. he, he did uh, put it out. He snuffed it out. <laughs> it was only lit while I was talking to um, Notch. So. Gotcha. All right. Um, I have some rope. We could drag it. I think we're going to have to get it out of the ground first. Maybe we should take these wheels off. I, I got a buddy inside who's got a saw. We could cut the wheels off. What if, can we, can we pull it instead of keep pushing? Get it hmm. out that way? I got a buddy inside who could do the math. We'll see if it's easier. Uh, I suppose. Alright, well, let's leave this here. <laughs> he, he starts walking back to his, uh, to the workroom that you guys were in before. Mm -hmm. He starts yelling over to, uh, you know, Frank. And, uh, you know, Frank stops working on his project and comes over. And he goes, so Frank, uh. We got a project here. We got to get our torch and tank to the back of the building to help Rita get unstuck. But we can't get the wheels to go across the ground. So we're going to have to find a way to drag it around. And Franco's like, oh, this is great. And like he gets out a piece of paper and they're sitting there looking at it together. And before you know it, they're starting to draw schematics yep. for another object. <laughs> yeah. okay. um, and, uh, you know, time's passing, man. They're, they're drawing. I mean, does it look like it's what I need? Um, while you're sitting there wondering that, you hear him say, like, Oh, yeah, we can get those parts shipped in. We can probably build this in two weeks. Oh, <laughs> you have you have students uh, up there. You can't let them sit there for two weeks. Huh. They look at one another. And then the one guy goes, We got that catapult. We could fling food up. We haven't used the catapult in a while. And then they, like, like, go fun. over and they're, like, <laughs> looking for the catapult and all the stuff that they built. So. Wait, wait, wait. The catapult is wheels. How's that going to go on the grass? Oh, no, no. This is small. We, we can carry this. Get, like, a good six, seven um, guys. And we'll have to draw up the map on how to get it to land directly on the roof, depending on the weight of the object that we shoot up. But can, I think we can get them food by, like, late tonight. Can we use six or seven guys to pull the tank? Hmm. Maybe. Worth a try. Yeah. We can do that. All right. I'm gonna draw up a a, 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 a exam question <laughs> for your students about this scenario. All right. Good. Good. So um, they go and they like uh, bash on one of the school doors and say like, uh, "We need able bodies." You guys end up getting like twelve students, and then you got Frank and the other guy who's helping. You'll we'll call him Dave. So Frank, Dave, twelve students, and Notch make it out to the tank. And um, they start pulling it from the front, mm -hmm. and that does relieve all the weight off the front wheels and allows them to come through. And you guys get a little caught up as the back wheels fall into the uh, you know front wheels holes, but um, with with just the brute strength of all these people, yeah. um, and I'm sure they attach chains to it and stuff. Yeah, so kind of standing back, like okay, we need more people back here. You move yeah. that, push that there. And um, yeah, they they get it so that you guys make it to the front thing. Uh, so you're about to turn right to turn down the side of the school. And uh, you start hearing, like, a lot of noises as people get let out of class. So um, it's probably been, like, three and a half hours since you guys have gotten to Unity. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're looking a little afternoon now, afternoon day. So let's go back to you guys. Uh, you guys have been there a while. I'm going to bar out any role-playing that says go check on Sam to the degree that it would have happened prior. You can check on him now. But uh, 
you guys like have seen a couple people yell down to you, you couldn't hear a thing. Uh, would you like to message spell someone, or are you kind of just gonna let them let it out? And... <laughs> I mean, well, the only person I'm messaging at all is Rita. Okay. Yeah, I'm, at some point you and her touch base and say <laughs> that like you're you're on it, and you know it's, it helps on the way. It's like a hostage negotiation. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Rita. <laughs> And, um, so yeah. One, one of the students ducks in front of Rita and, like, <laughs> I got the message! So, yeah, um, anyone, if you guys don't want anything, we'll just, we'll get Sam around back, and that's that's cool with me. I don't know that you guys have anything to do except wait, but I thought I'd offer it to you. No, that sounds good to me. Um, <clears throat> more of a. Mm. Relax next time before you start touching that stuff, okay? I mean, not my fault. It means it made a crap. I can't. I can't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't imagine it's the construction that's a problem. I think perhaps it was the way you were touching it. I don't know how this stuff works. <laughs> and again, I don't think that you should be touching things you don't know how they work. Eh, whatever. All right. Well, um, you guys hear a bunch of people start coming around the corner, and there's a lot of grunting and stuff, and, like, 12 students, like, show themselves pulling on chains to your right, you know, like, far down the way, and you see, like, this tank emerge from behind, and not just sitting behind with a book and, you know, talking every now and then. Now that's a leader right there. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, they get the torch over to the, um... Elevator, for lack of a better I wouldn't let it wait that long. The second I see all these students struggling with this thing, I'm going to suggest, too, more of that he go help amend the situation that he's caused. Yeah, okay, fine. All right, more about So you definitely help move it along. Like, you've got 18 strength, so you're way... 19. 19. Wow, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're a big help. You take, like, change from four of the students and just kind of go... And, you know, jolly your way backwards. Yeah, someone could do the math. Or we can just pretend, like, flavor-wise it's good. Mm -hmm. So, well, do the math. I want to know. 285. He has almost max strength. Yeah, for a level up to 20. Mm-hmm. That that's up to that's 20. a times 15 one, right? So yeah, it's carrying. Carrying, okay. So he can't lift it like juggernaut style, but he can definitely pull, pull it without any issues. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good. So um, you guys make it there, and uh, you know Frank says to Gary, why don't you just get a longer hose next time? And Gary goes, ah... Alright, and uh, he shots, <laughs> and he looks at the bars, and he goes, Whoa. Mechanically, that shouldn't do that. We should probably figure out why this happens before we put this thing back into commission. We, we don't want anyone getting hurt. So they bring out their schematics again, trying to, you know, they're about to do math on, you know, how the bars would have bent that way underneath normal structures. Sure. Per- perhaps it was, a uh, vandalism? Hmm. I don't think so. We don't really have the type of vandalism. Who would have just ran over here and the strength it would take, you know, it just doesn't seem reasonable. Uh, Frank, may I introduce a variable into your problem? Sure. I have one variable right here. <laughs> and I motion towards our dragonborn friend. Huh. And if you and I start going over and like poke at like his like biceps and his forearms, <laughs> and you see with his hands, in your hands. Come on. Yeah. So I'm just gonna 
They, uh, they're, they're looking at them and they're like, well, if, if we're going to properly assess the variable, we're going to have to take them into the uh, room for testing. We'll do a few weightlifting testing and things like that and see with the density of this metal whether or not he could be a, the true cause. That sounds great to me. I uh, know. Look. Just fix this. Well, what if we fix it and then everyone dies? More, fix it. More of a, they can at least fix it to your strength. That way you can use these products at another point in time. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> or, or maybe just operating the machine correctly would help. <laughs> well, if none of you guys are going to fess up, like they're going to assume like something malfunctioned. I so, was kind of fessing up Okay. by saying... Gotcha. Yeah. This thing just kind of did that. Okay, well... I'm saying the, the, the NPCs but, in this situation did not... That's fine. Do it that way. They said test him, find out more about him. I'm so okay with that. That's he's what about, I want. They're about to walk away with you, Morgan, take you back to <laughs> a testing center. It, to, is it not no. possible to lower the machine first, fix it just enough to get it down? Huh. And they look at the machine. Probably just not safe. Like, we don't want to put all their lives in danger. Well, they can step well, off. Can we have them step off the machine first? If we built something to talk to them, we might be able to do that. I can talk to... He can talk to them. Oh. Okay. Yeah. See if they can climb out. I relay that information. Can you guys climb out? Okay. Rita reaches over the edge again and starts trying to... No like, point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you receive the signal. Um, you know, right now they're too far down and they wouldn't be able to climb up to the roof again. Like it's... They'd have to climb on All the right, side. I'm going to whisper to her, just raise it back up. Okay, and she replies back, are you sure that's safe? You were just doing it a few minutes ago. We haven't touched anything yet. Okay, so yeah, they, they successfully raise it back up to the top, and um, everyone gets out of the machine, and within probably two minutes, you know, they are able to bend the metal back into place. And um, they say to you guys, uh, we'll just say frankly, like, Make sure to tell them, like, we're going to, we need a test operation, so we need someone to bring it all the way down, because the controls are only from up top. Mm -hmm. But it needs to be someone willing to possibly die. Okay. So I'll uh, yell that up. Uh, not the dying part. Okay. You can test it now. Alright, so they all start getting back into the machine, like all the students and the teacher. And, um... If you guys aren't going to say anything, <laughs> they're, they're going to start operating it, and like Gary and Frank are like yelling, but they can't quite do what you guys do. And uh, it does collapse down in, into the machine, and now it's you know no longer bearing weight on that. So they kind of breathe a sigh of relief because the other pieces are now going to be the ones that you know bear most of the weight. And um, the elevator makes it to the ground, guys. So you have the opportunity to go to the roof now if you want. Is it was read it down? Yeah, uh, Rita definitely came down after that whole experience, and they all file out. The kids are very upset and run to the front of the school to try to catch up on what coursework they missed. Rita is a bit shaken. Uh, she is especially interested in Corian. What forge were you using to send me that message? Oh, uh, I'm not very uh, familiar with forge. It was magic. Oh, well, I had assumed that it was Forge. Um, so you practice mystic arts? Arcane arts, yes. Mysticism, right? Is, th is that just another word for mysticism? 
I would not consider it mysticism, but mysticism implies kind of a religious, blind following of spiritualism. The arcane arts are arts. So, when you gain your power and do your things, don't you just call from some force unseen outside of yourself? I'll admit that I am not as versed as my instructors in the matter, but it is not an unseen mystical force. It is definitely, it definitely abides to laws and regular patterns. And Can these laws be tested and proven time and time again? Was I able to consistently message you time and time again? Just because you are able to consistently use mysticism doesn't mean that it is something hard that we can see and understand. I'm sorry, are you suggesting you did not just experience the message spell? I've heard it before, this experience as a basis for faith, but I still believe that many of you need to admit that you believe in what you do, and you have faith in it. It's not some hard thing that we can truly prove. How do you prove things? Well, with the sky at least, I can do measurements, and I can see these objects. And I don't go any further than the measurements and the objects that I see. So that empiricism, for lack of a better term, is my proof. So you're saying if I can measure the amount of energy I put out and the amount of energy I put in and the result that comes out of that is measurable. I guess our concern at Unity at the very mm -hmm. least, and I'm speaking for a few, this is a common discussion, is that if you can't come up with a proper origin, then how can we truly understand that thing? Speaking of origins and seeing the sky. Have you ever heard of the story about the day the moon took over the sky and a new race was born? No, are, are you a mystic as well? Uh, no, we were actually just speaking to um, Torga Eversay, and he told us to come say hello to you and ask you about this. I uh, do not believe that was the matter he told us to ask about, but... I'm going to stomp on his foot. <laughs> okay. So, yes, um... She, uh, says, Torga was one of my professors when I went to Unity. I believe I was one of his favorites. Hey. So, I think I, I think I must be going. Wait. Yes. Do you know anything about this thing? And Morva holds up his, uh, pendant. Okay, yeah. so Morva's holding up his pendant to her. It looks like very nice jewelry, and she looks you up and down... And you're kind of feeling that awkwardness that you feel for being a dragonborn. <laughs> so was there anything else that we needed to talk anything about? Anything creating? Anything about creating it? Any idea where it's from? I'd be happy to look at it closer. Give. Can I take off this frilly necklace? To better observe the pendant? You can put it back on. Okay, yes. <laughs> so, uh, you, you may not have noticed, because likely Belle, who created it for you, put it on for you, because you're a bit of a savage, I guess, to some degree. But um, there is a clasp that you can just undo, and the chain can just slide right out of the holder that she put on the pendant. Okay. So, yes. She, uh, she has no issue. She slides it out, and she looks at it. And within, like, 20 seconds of looking at it, she says, uh, 
This is molded. What's that mean? Well, it was made with a press, with a forge press. Where from? From a large forge press. Uh, you know, I, they're they're not uncommon. Do you know what the face is on it? Oh no, I have no clue what that is. But origin-wise, it's from a forge press. Hmm. Oh yeah. Is Thanks. that is that a um an army symbol? Do you think, Lass? Uh, I don't really have any clue what the symbol represents, but if you're wondering, like, how I know it's a forge press, it, it has two little lines in it, as if, you know, they're mass-produced, and, you know, the obsidian is put within the press and pressed out and then moved on, so there's probably plenty of them. So there are more people with these. Well, you'd have to build a mold, which would take a considerable amount of time and effort, and then using a press, also, you just wouldn't do that for one thing. You would just cut it out. So I assume that they must be mass-produced. I don't know where you got it from, but... Okay. Um, out of character question. Sure. I'm not sure if I missed or we have yet to specify because we've only seen her up close just now. Yes. How Rita looks in what race? Yes. So yeah, I forgot you guys didn't see her before. Um, so Rita is like... A pretty female half-elf. Uh, average height. She has silver hair. And she has a birthmark on her... Let me verify this. On her left cheek. Um, and Notch thinks right away that it looks like a moon. Like a crescent moon. Um, but that's still out of character. Why are we talking to Rita again? Because... because. I wanted the doctor because she is the astronomy professor. And Torga okay. yeah. told Morva to check, yes, to check with her. Yeah, yes. to bother was the main idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I think I kind of was just like, I'm going there kind of a deal. All right. You follow me. So she's going to be on her way. I actually want to talk to her. All right. Um, you, you guys have realized that I've been stuck for some time. Maybe you could do me the pleasure of walking with me as I get to my destination. Sure, we can walk and talk. Uh, obviously, your next class should have already been here. I don't know why they're not here already, but... Oh, I'm actually done with classes. Oh, perfect. Till the night. Even more time. Yeah. Um, Rita, I... My name is Notch. You, I work at the library. Um... And I know you're the professor of astronomy here, correct? Correct. Uh, I have a question for you. In your nightly watches, have you ever seen a silver moon? Hmm. I'm not sure. Is is that? Uh, could you show me in a book, like definition-wise, for a silver moon? Uh, well, when I witnessed it myself, um, I saw it, and it was a full moon. Oh, so um, purely aesthetic. Silver moon. Well, it's odd. I've only seen it once. And when I did see it, it was moving quite quickly, which is odd for a celestial being. Yeah, un unfortunately, I don't believe you saw a moon, if that's the case. And also, I have never seen a moon that looks silver. 
can you give me ideas of what it could be, some celestial being that moves quickly in the sky? Honestly, if we're talking mysticism, you might want to talk to that one over there. <laughs> but things in the sky, they stay there. You see, we, we have Magic theories. Magic comes from the astral plane, okay? Well, <laughs> uh, I was actually an astronomy teacher up in the Skronag, uh, the Skronag Mountains. Skronag is correct. Okay. Um, with the dwarves, so I, I am familiar with most heavenly bodies. And I know that they had their positions available in time. So aside from the mysticism, that's why I thought this was an anomaly. I'm not sure why I wished for your expertise. It's very interesting, but I haven't seen it. Uh, and I still think if something falls out the realm of what is, then it probably isn't what you think it is. So if our celestial bodies never change, then chances are it's not a celestial body. It's like a defining factor of the sky when we look at it, so... Yes. Alright. Well, I guess that's all the information you can provide me. Yes, okay, good. So, um, you end up parting ways with her as she enters into a large food room and starts stuffing her face. And where would you guys like to go? Well, lads, um, I know Knox still has to run back to that library, right? Uh, yes, just before sundown. Um,. Well, it seems to be getting on in time. Uh, I'm not really sure if I want to talk to the religion professor after uh, spending so much time here waiting just for that, uh, just for the people to come by with those torches. Um, let's say we uh, do something else right now. Anyone have any plans on the agenda? So while you guys are sitting there talking, um, you hear a nasally voice come up like right behind you, Morva. <laughs> Urkel! <laughs> there he goes. Get out of the way! I'll just turn around and look down at him. Okay, Torga's like right behind you, and um, he when you turn around, he goes, oh, oh, I thought you were an object. Weird coloring you are. Yes, I'm Silver Dragon. Born. Very good. Would you be interested in coming back later tonight? Why? I'd like to bring you in front of my class. I have a history lesson to give. And it would be very interesting to have your kind. I suppose. Good. Your uh, other various sized blobs are welcome to come as well. You guys want to come? Absolutely. I'd be interested in sitting in, in a lecture. Yeah, I've always been wondering what's going on around these parts anyway. Ah. <laughs> so he makes a weird noise and walks away. <laughs> Wait, when should we be back? Oh. My class is, uh, I guess, four hours after sundown. Okay. But you could just check the clocks. And for the first time, we I all probably up and see the clock. <laughs> I'm better <laughs> off looking at this four hours after sundown. Uh, you, you don't know what the clock is or what it looks like, so you don't see it. But um, any good point for you. <laughs> four hours after sundown, got it. Cool. Okay. Um, and, oh, uh, the room is H4. Okay. Good. So, everyone's heading back to Tribeck. Does anyone want to say hi to Travis Dorf on the way back? Or? Um, actually, I don't want to, <laughs> I want to um, nope. sit down with the reader real quick. While she's eating? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, 
how about we have Notch so we can see what leave you guys? Yeah. If that's okay? Okay. Just well, so we don't have to pack it out. So you're by yourself with Rita? Yep. Um, Rita, I, uh, I have a book that you might find interesting after hearing you talk with uh, the High Elf dealer earlier. Uh, it's called Religion vs. Knowledge, Guessing vs. Facts. Um, and I just wanted you to take a look at it. Well, I actually am not a big fan of paper, so I'd rather not take that. It's fine. And um, <laughs> you look at a person now, and you notice that she carries nothing. She just wears clothes. Mm-hmm. You know she has an empty office. In her room. Is, yeah. Yeah. She's weird. What? Um, <laughs> She's like the opposite of Sam, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite of Dodge. <laughs> I'm going to sit down uh, across from her. Um okay. And one of my um, class abilities, Awakened Mind, allows me to have telepathy with sure. anyone 30 feet. Sure. Um, I just want to scan what she's thinking. Okay. Um, you know. <laughs> she's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you hear some humming and then an interrupting of humming with like a, oh my gosh, I have class. And then some humming and then the food is so good. And then... She starts thinking about numbers and going like, I wonder which number would be higher in the sky. Would it be a seven or a five? Hmm. And... I want to cut her out on it, yeah. Um, (laughs) That's uh, uh, an interesting birthmark you have there. It looks like a moon. Yes, uh, I I share it with a lot of my family members uh, on my elven side. Uh, the bright sky actually is from my father, who was Elvin. Hmm. That's interesting. And you've had it all your life? Yes. And while reading her mind, there's not, that's all true? Yeah, she's actually still going on about that conversation she had earlier. I guess while she was talking with you, she's gotcha. debating, you know, a four. Four. Four, four parts. Gravitational pool. Huh. Oh, hold on. Greater mass. That sounds like mysticism to me right there. Okay, I'll just... Reading I'll have fun. Um, okay, that was interesting. Prove to me this gravity. Where does this gravity you speak of come from? <laughs> Corin, you, you can have your baby three yeah. later. I'll, uh, and then I'll just pick up my book and... Uh... Cool. Yeah. Who's next? Corian? You and Trotworth gonna go get a drink? <laughs> <laughs> nah, okay. anything but... Uh, I guess that, um, I have nothing really to do. I would, I, I'm interested in talking to religion, um, just to find out more about that story. Sure. But I'm kind of interested in finding out about, um, that, um, that Dragonborn, because I know that these two had, like, a little thing when they first met, um, Morva yeah. and, uh, Quarian. Yes. And no one's explained to me anything, so I'm kind of, like, a little wondering about it. Sure. Um, I might just actually pick up some... Uh, I'm going to let them know that I'm going to pick up some food from the cafeteria. Yeah. And um, I might just uh, check out... I'm sure that they have like some sort of library in here, sure. right? Yeah. So if, if you're worried about time, because I know like I've uh, put us through the ringer on some things just because of mistakes and stuff, you can, we can fast forward to talking to religion professors or history professors without like you know too much hassle. But um, in the cafeteria, you see... A uh, large sign, you know, food proudly provided by Fink and Mary Wynn's farm. Um, and a lot of the food is a lot of things that you saw there, you know. Okay. Fresh. <laughs> <cut me. laughs> 
I was just feeding this little guy yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he would taste the most delicious. Yeah. Um, um, so you got food, and you would like to try to head to a library next? Um. Yeah. Sure. I mean, would it be easier for me to talk to like a religion professor or just? Well, when you look for a library, first of all, you don't sure. find one. Okay. Um. We'll make it as easy to say that. Uh, the information is transferred kind. and they don't really like the whole entire university doesn't really use many books gotcha so a lot of it's hands on with Forge like a tech school mm-hmm. and because of that they don't necessarily believe in books the history section is one of the cha- strangest sections in the whole entire school too gotcha So okay well then I'm going to go walk down this uh, small religion uh, hallway sure um, look for maybe like the two professors because he said it was like a very tiny yeah it's uh, very tiny and we're going to say you find one professor all right, so there's perfect. one classroom and the classroom has a you know R one over top of it, and it also has the professor's name inscribed into it. Oh wow! Okay. So, um, do I need to roll? Do you want me to role play this out? Or? Yeah, yeah, it should be really easy. So, um, the door is wide open, mm-hmm. and there are four students currently engaged in class there with the teacher, and the teacher is. Um, no, we'll just I'll, I'll just have her. Uh, I'll make it a him either start speaking. So. There was a time when people believed in St. Cuthbert. He was a man of uh, senses and valor. So knights may have served him and uh, others such aligned to good sense and believing in a calling to protect the poor and those who need help. Oh, a new student. Come in, come in. Hi, hi there. Uh, Professor... Um, Fiddledad. Professor Fiddledad, okay. Fiddle. Fiddledad. Yes. Hi. Uh, the, the writing was a little smudgy on the door. I couldn't read it quite right. Oh, yeah. Uh, not to... <laughs> <laughs> it kind of like, like, yeah, it, it hurts him. Yeah. Know that his door isn't in good quality. Um, not to interrupt your... You're a large class here, but I actually had a question about um, some of the Elvish uh, um, religion, uh, if you might know anything about that. Uh, specifically, the night or the day the moon took over the sky and a new race was born. Well, actually, um, I need a break, and you're a gnome. We don't see many of those here. Maybe you could take over and tell the class about Nevi Rombodazzle. Uh, Nevi Rombodazzle? Yes. And do I remember this as, like, an actual thing? Nope, your family wouldn't have known or worshipped her. Uh, well, I can't tell you about Nevi Rombodazzle, but I could tell you about Umberly, the goddess of the sea. That'll work. All right. Um, So he, he heads out. And uh, shuts the door behind him. All right, so I'm just gonna start telling the uh, the class about like the thrills of being a pirate and how uh, <laughs> and how like the gods of the sea like will be cruel at times and then also she'll wash up on mystical magical shores. So so you watch their faces that were like you know like kind of like dull and looking at the ground and they all light up and they're starting to ask you questions about being a pirate and yeah. saying like why, why why do people go to school? We could just travel high seas. I'm pretty much going to try to convince them like, to all be the pirates. <laughs> okay, cool. Time, so. so, yeah, you definitely have a few converts out of the five kids that are in that room, or four kids that are, you know, four guys that are in that room. And um, before you know it, the um, history professor, or the religion professor comes back in, fiddle death, 
And so, as I was saying, the gods are very important, and it's always best for you to find your own path towards it. Now go run along, and I dismiss the class. And then okay, cool. So you're left with Fiddle Dad here. Oh, thank, thank you for that. Very few are ever willing to take over from my class. I never get breaks. Oh, not a problem. And I'm sure your students are going to be full of uh, vinegar. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Fiddle Dad, uh, do you know anything about this moon taking over the sky? Hmm. Well, there's many moon gods, goddesses. Mm-hmm. Now, were any of them um, particularly uh, elvish? Honestly, I can't quite recall one aligned with just the elves. Uh, what was the full inscription? And is this is this something you learned in history class, or? No, I actually picked this up down at the. Um, sorry, I have it written. Hicks down. processing. At the Hicks processing plant, and I picked it up at the old uh, Elvish mansion. It was one of the few inscriptions left in the in the place, underneath the half-destroyed mural of uh, beings looking up at the sky. It does sound religious. I cannot say I have any knowledge of such event, and I've never seen the mural. But, you know, depending on good or evil, I could point you in a right direction, God-wise. Mm, no. And uh, if I might ask, I know it's a bit of forge, and I just kind of reach into my jacket and I pull up like this little that little horse I have. Sure. And I say, does this hold any uh, religious significance to you? Sure. So um, he uh, he looks at it, and you kind of see him like do a somatic, um, right? Somatic's the hand mm-hmm. motions. Somatic motion down by his side, and um, his eyes like light up before he even touches it. Okay. And ah, so I see you notice. Uh, you know, you know about this. So what exactly is it? Well, I can't say I know anything about it. Mm, okay, and I just uh. Well, can I, can I see it? He sees you like turn it towards yourself, like not a, like towards him anymore. So. Um. And I'm going to uh, look at the door and see like does is he gonna have like a straight shot out like if he takes this or. Um, no, you would probably all tackle him or something. Alright, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. I'd be like, sure, lad. And I okay. hand it to him. So he looks at it, and, um, you know, he's, he's about to say something, and then, like, he thinks better of it, and, you know, stops himself from talking. And then, uh, is kind of just, like, caressing the object, and willfully hands it back to you. Okay, um, and during this conversation, in my head, I just want... I'm, like, sitting on his desk, like, cross-legged. Okay. So, like, we're, like, looking eye to eye, but, like, you know, just completely just, like, you know, sure. letting him do that. So, he's got a rickety table, because there's not a lot of room in the budget for the religion department. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's his desk. Okay. So, nothing, huh? Well, I do believe it has value. And I'd be happy to pay for it. I make a pretty good living as a teacher. Mm. Sometimes the journey is more valuable than the knowledge itself. And I'm going to, like use an embellished hand flourish and put it back in my jacket and say, well, if nothing else, and I'm going to hop off the desk and start heading towards the door. Well, well, well wait just a second. Uh, shut, shut my door, would you? Aye, and I just kind of like, you know, tap the door shut. Sure. 
How do you feel about mysticism? Well, I'm a man of the sea. I've seen many, uh, I've seen many lands, many things I don't understand. That Rita, uh, she seems a little bit odd about mysticism, but I've seen things that her her mind has never known. Well, she's fairly open-minded, mind you, uh, than many of the professors here. But uh, let's just say I have a bit of mysticism in myself. I've never fully understood it, but I can tell you I see something coming from that object. Some sort of glowing. Aye, and you, don't, you know nothing about it? Have you ever seen something like it before? No, honestly, no. Um, I, I, I've seen glowing from objects in the past, objects of great value, but, you know, I, I can't discern its meaning. I, I was never trained in the mystic arts. I was trained in religion, uh, just because that's what my family wanted for me. But Aye, and outside of uh, Unity, where would be the best place for me to find a mystic? Well, perhaps up north... Uh, otherwise, you'd have to travel all the way down south again to one of the major cities. I'm sure there's many in the cities who have, you know, abilities. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And I'm going to uh, scribble my name uh, on, like, a piece of paper on his desk and just say, if you ever need anything, contact, uh, look for Bay Breeze. Cool. All right. Uh, does that satisfy everything you wanted? Yeah. I'm cool. Good. I want not. We went to Bay Breeze. Corian is good until later tonight. Mm-hmm. And Morva, are you good till later tonight? Yep. Cool. Notch, another day, hard at work. Yep. You almost had one guy come in, but he turned around when he realized it was a library and not what he thought it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, he was a, a traveler. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll do my busy works, and uh, I think today I'll, I'll research... Uh, Maybe if any papers that uh, Rita has published or anything like that. More, okay. And more about the forge. Yeah. So um, you quickly learn, uh, you know, you kind of knew about forge before, but now you know that the forge is built upon mechanical technology. Um, there are a few books that people aren't happy about that seem to think that the forge has origins in mysticism, but that's not openly, widely teach, taught. But Thromberg Archive has every book, you know. And, um, you know, that's, I think it's enough knowledge from reading a little. Yep. Alright, so you all, you know, just almost as if it's second nature by this point, meet up outside Notch's work. Um, I guess a little bit after, or a couple hours after sundown when his, when his job's done. And, um, you're all together. Alright, do you mind if I walk in and just grab another book, and I'm gonna leave, uh, that yeah. book of liquor? Yeah, we'll stamp the... the okay. Yeah, I'm going to leave that there. Back, and then we'll put out the other one that you took. Okay, and uh, I just... Notch, give me a... What should I be reading next? Uh, I have one for you. Uh, it's called So You're Out of Rope. So You're Out of Rope. I've been in that position once or twice. <laughs> I'll give it a good read. That's a good one. That's uh, Tales of Adventure. You might like it. Okay, and have you ever heard of uh, anything with little trinkets in it? Mm, can you be more specific? Well, I think have I shown have I shown him my trinket? No, I don't, I don't so. remember right now. Um, so I'm going to uh, reach out. I'm gonna like pull uh, this like little. Um, it looks like an iron horse. Okay. I think it's like solid, right? Yes. Um, and there's like I guess like, a little base on it, so like it stands up. Um, 
And I got I picked this up down in Piazzo from the mayor's daughter. Uh, it's a bit of a story. I'll tell you later. But uh, apparently this she says this is worth more than all the gold in her house. And her father picked this up. Uh, every time I speak to people, they either don't know about it or they know something but don't quite want to tell me. I figure maybe, you know, with this uh, giant library, you might know about this. I'll look it up. So it's a horse made of pure stone. It, yeah, it does have a base. Um, not finely crafted, but you can tell it's a horse. And you got it from Piazza? Uh, that's where I picked it up. Yes. But it's definitely not from there. Um, it's just, you know, the Mary's daughter had it amongst a table full of trinkets. And just, uh, like, it's, uh, you know, four inches high, if that. Yeah, imagine, so. like, a big Monopoly piece. Yep, like a small trinket. Cool. Um, and, like, you don't see, like, magic or anything like that, do you? Uh, I don't think I do that. Okay. Not yet. I can later. Cool. I'll research it. Cool. So, Bay Breeze and Notch come out, um, shut up the doors for the night. And you guys are headed over to Unity. Okay. Okay. Um, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, we've all eaten everything like that too, so we're good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, the night is quite bright as you head towards Unity. Uh, there is a full moon in the sky, and as you head past the gatepost house, just as you done before had done before, uh, you notice that the front of it is closed. Um, so that open space where. Travis was standing is now like closed to ensure, I guess, that you know no one can get inside and steal anything. Mm-hmm. Um, in the distance, you know, about two hundred yards away where Unity is, there is lots of bright light just pouring out from the inside of, you know, the opening that looks different from you know torchlight. You know, it's it's just like kind of he doesn't powerful light. Doesn't yeah, exactly, um, and it's like whiter too. Uh, and I need. Perception checks from everyone. Um, six. So, just list them, guys. Go ahead. Um, Did you roll five, Jerry? I got a 22 with a nat 20. Okay. Well, then. I got an 18. Okay. Jerry, what'd you get? A two. Okay, good. Um, so. Uh, I'm sorry. Corion, mm-hmm. uh, you hear a muffled yelling coming from the gatepost house, and Notch, you hear a muffled yelling and possibly growling coming from the gatepost house. Okay. Um, and while you're listening in closer, you hear a woman, um, I guess, yelling as well. You could tell the yelling's a woman. All from the gatepost? Um, it's hard. That seems to be where the sound's coming from, yeah. Well, I'm going to look very to see if else heard it. Yeah, yeah. same thing. Yeah. All right, so when I make eye contact with you, I'll take, I'm going to take off towards the gatehouse. I'll follow you. Okay, so you guys are right next to it. You just have to get into it now. Oh, okay. Okay. And, um, I'll, my thaumaturgy, another ability, open a door or window or shut it. Okay. Um. I don't know if it works if it's locked, though. Let me see. Here, do you, you don't have to look it up. It's, um, no. Yeah, don't worry about that quite. I want to read through what I did here. I can't believe that Detect Magic is a first level spell now. Yeah. What it used to be, zero. Yeah. yeah, you used to be able to just... <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. So, um, 
the door is locked. Mm-hmm. But why don't we just have Babries try to unlock it first before we go looking up through the player's handbook mm-hmm. again? And you you can look into that for the yeah. future. But yeah, okay. Babries. Um. So net twenty. Okay. Yeah. Um. Babries like, stuck it in and yeah pushes the notch yeah. open. I what I do is I I take like uh. I hear like a once I hear like ladies scream and I take like the you tool actually still don't I, hear it. I don't it's hear a it? really weird noise. So you're either gonna pick it up the first time or not. Okay. Your ears are not gonna be attuned to it. Oh gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So basically, Notch and I are hurry up, hurry hurry up. along. Hurry, you're like, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought you guys want to steal from the cops so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't mean to squash you know that that part of it, but that's kind of important to me. Oh, that's fine. So then that's that's cool. So I open the door up and. Those two want to jump in, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah. Got it! At least I got something to <laughs> nice. my sword drawn. Okay. Alright. And you guys find yourself in a small room. Um, there is a bed there that looks like it's regularly used. Um, there is a small wooden table with a dirty knife sitting on it and a kind of like sad excuse for a fork and a plate with some half-eaten food on it. Uh, aside from that, the room has no other uh, accoutrements. Uh, I need passive perception scores. I forgot to check all of your character sheets before we started today. 12. Um, 13. 12. 11. Okay. So what's the big deal, guys? Yeah, so you guys are trying to hear closer, mm-hmm. and um, it's now sounds like it's coming from somewhere outside of this room. Um, but while you guys are listening really hard, Bay Breeze, um, is kind of like walking around, I guess, trying to like figure out what the big deal is. And you kick a small latch on the floor, a small wooden ring. Okay. Oh, what's this? And then, um, I motion to Morva, here, big boy, come, come lift this up. Or big guy, sorry. Okay, Morva, you grab the ring and it's not hard at all. Um, you know, you could have done it, yeah. And, um... Morva actually tears it off the thing because he expects it to be heavy. (laughs) And at this point now, the sound is definitely traveling from the ground below. Okay. Um, who has dark vision? I feel like our party has a lot of people in this. Okay, except for me. So, you know, for those who don't have it... Are you serious? The dragon doesn't have... Nope. Alright, um, it's it's a ten-foot drop into this stone hallway. And the stone hallway seems to be very small, kind of like a crawl space. Alright. In I go. Okay. Corian hops in. And I'll jump in right after. So you all are in line. Um, the noise is now starting to, like, your ears are tuning to it as it's, like, vibrating off the rocks and everything, and you're, like, close enough to it. And um, the growling is definitely getting a lot louder, and there seems to be, like, metallic clanging. You guys are just in the dark, like, getting behind each other. Um, you know, like, sitting right behind each other as a trained fashion. And then you open up into this big room. Um, and by big room, I mean that it is about 15 feet wide, or no, I guess it would be 20, I did square feet in my notes, which is never a good idea. (laughs) So, um, how many square feet is it? Uh, I did, okay, so there's cells in there. The, the, the cells are 10 square feet. Um, you notice that there is about nine cells, and as you look inside these cells, those who have light, um... Moreover, you're going to need to get light at some point. Uh, there are humanoid beings with fur and sharp teeth um, yelling 
and scraping against the bars. Are these like lycanthrops? Out of game knowledge, yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what your characters are seeing here. Um, and you see no woman yet. Through looking for. Okay. So you actually get all the way down to the end, and the final cell on the left is a middle-aged woman who was yelling for help, and as she sees you guys, you know, she uh, starts saying, like, let me out, let me out. Um, she looks very, very worn. She, her clothing is, like, tattered. Um, and I guess you guys have dark vision. So um, you see as she's, like, turning her face looking at you guys that she has, like, this um, gray scar that goes from the top of, like, the middle of her temple down the left-hand side of her face to her chin. Mm-hmm. And um, it's similar shape to a crescent moon. Is it um, Rita? No, it is not. No, this is a, an older Rita's human smaller. woman. Okay. Yep. Like, Rita's is only, like, a little bit, right? Yeah, Rita has a small little one on her cheek. Oh, okay. This is very large, and it looks like, you know, her face was burned or, like, you know, she's deformed. Like, cause it, it takes up that much of her face. All right, hold on, hold on. And I'm going to start picking the lock. What's okay. Going on? Are there any torches in here? Uh, no, there is not. But if you guys want to perception check, there are things in this. <laughs> like, I don't know. Sconches or whatever. No, there's there's no sconces either. So um, go ahead and go for your pick lock check. Okay. Um, so 8 plus the 2 plus my dex is so 14. Does not pass. Does so not pass. you're messing with the lock and you can't seem to get it open. Uh, and she says, you know, quick, you must open it. They're going to come back. The guard's going to come back. Um, what, what does the guard look like? He looks like them. As uh, Do you have a name? I don't know his name. Guys. I am suddenly not so sure about ourselves. How so? Oh. We are in a guardhouse, legally owned by the city. And it appears that at least most of these are creatures as opposed to people. I think perhaps we should just leave. You can't leave me here. You have to get me out. I'll go stand out front. Because I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> More was like, I had to climb through a tunnel in pitch darkness. <laughs> so, um, I'm Morva, just, you're I'm not going to be able to find your way back. Ah. I mean, you could start feeling against bars and cages, but... <laughs> that might turn out bad. Yeah, it might turn out bad. We're, mm. I'm going to just say you were like holding on to Notch's yeah. coattail, getting up to the point that you've gotten so far. I guess. Um, is there any way we can shed light on the situation? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, I think I have a torch. I can Give me it. that. Sure. More of a next time, come prepared. The guy that doesn't need a torch has a torch. Yeah. I mean, like, I had to set up torches outside the barn just for you, and you were like, I'm going to go to town. I'm going to talk to people. I'm out there putting torches in front of them. I can see the dark perfect. Huh? Well, yeah, at least it increased your dark vision range doing that. Okay, uh, so you guys light up a torch. All the, um... Wolves, um, you know, go back and hold their eyes. You know, the bright light. No one's seen bright light in a while, I guess. Um, and the room is lit up for you, Morva. And you can see now that you're at oh, the dear. end of this large, you know, cell hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, to the right of you, while you're facing her cell, mm-hmm. um, 
is a hooks um, that were, I guess, holding shackles at some point, and they're busted off the wall, and there's, like, fresh dirt and sediment and, you know, stone on the ground there. So something got loose. I don't know. Wait, in her cell? No, it's to the right of her cell against the wall. Oh, okay. All right, cool. In open space over there. Do any of us notice that? Uh, I'm just giving it to Jeremy because yeah, uh, he hasn't like, seen much and done much. So, right. uh, hey, guys over here, I'll point that out. Okay, so who wants to give me a perception check on it? Sure. Okay, uh, so with 19. yeah, with not just perception check, uh, it's freshly pulled out of the wall. There's just like you know, the, the dust is all still there on the stone. Everything looks you know. Okay, uh, I'm going back to the woman. Uh, what was chained up over here? A werewolf. Like an actual werewolf? See these before your eyes? This is true. Uh, He was the guard and he changed. He wasn't supposed to change. Interesting. Here, I'll have my notebook out. Um, Are these all people from town here? You're asking her, sorry. I'm asking you. (laughs) No. I I mean, I'm not sure, but I think they're travelers. We were... We were all just, you know, put in here. And where were you put in here? Well, we've only been in here for about a day now. And where were you put in here? Oh, why? I thought yeah, when yeah. you said. Uh, I guess because they're beasts. I was, you? Well, I was traveling with them. Against my will. Against your will? Yes. How did the beasts tell you what to do? They killed my son, and they destroyed my family. And they bring me along because they think I'm some moon goddess. What is your name? Mytha. Mytha Light. Does that, um, with the knowledge of religion, can I figure that out? Or does that no. mean anything to me? Nope. So, M-Y-T-H-A space light. Will you guys calm down? I'm trying to open this door up. So, uh, I'm pretty sure the rule is you won't be able to actually open up that lock. Oh, I know. I'm just coming. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Morva, come here and rip this rip this damn uh, door off. I'm going to start looking around for keys. Okay. See if there are any spare keys left. hammer. Yep. <laughs> so, um, as you guys are doing all of this, the stone where the shackles are to the right of it starts to shake and rumble and you see lines start to form as the stone like goes up into the or actually yeah it goes up into the ceiling and it makes enough noise that all of you are startled to it oh so um do we see anything coming out of it um you're about to yeah <laughs> all right roll initiative um do you fight with two web two hands on your weapon i can do one or two all right here's a torch <laughs> oh, for I think you had the torch anyway. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're gonna have everyone roll initiative, and we are going to end the episode here today. We thank you all for tuning in. This was the Pathless Podcast. This is our Lightlessness Five E campaign. Uh, if you have any questions, input, you want to tell us what we did wrong, you can go to pathlesspod.com and select the contact link on the top right. Uh, you can also tweet at us on Twitter at at pathlesspod, <laughs> and um. We'd love to, you know, get your reviews on iTunes, any feedback. Uh, if you want to email us, it's contact at pathlesspod.com. 
Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in. We have a lot of fun playing D&D, and we hope you have a lot of fun listening. Until next time, anyone who has common sense serves Cuthbert. <laughs>